Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Philly Sam, your host James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, July the 20th. We are creeping closer and closer to the Major League Baseball trade deadline, July 31st, the trade deadline. So much to get into an off day yesterday. Now the Phillies are playing baseball straight through the trade deadline on the 31st. A lot of action. Two in New York beginning tonight. Aaron Nola on the Hill. We'll get to that later. Looking at this series then. Four at home against the Braves. Four at home against Washington before going to Pittsburgh for three. That is what the Phillies have until the trade deadline. The time to inform their general manager that he needs to make some moves to add to this team. We'll get into Nebraska. Nebraska speaking with John Clark over the weekend and letting us know kind of where his head's at. A lot to get into with that. And again, we'll look ahead to this uh Series against the Yankees, an important series in New York with Nola on the hill. Obviously, Aaron Nola in the news for the Phillies, you know, with the whole COVID thing and all that for the wrong reasons. Uh, Nola also a 4-5-3 ERA in the first half of the season. So, you know, I think we need to see Aaron Nola come out and pitch well tonight. I think we all could use a, a, a high-level Aaron Nola start to, to reset us on the right path with Aaron Nola right now. So... Um, big series coming up. We'll dive into that. But first, as I mentioned, let, let's get into It's going to be, obviously, the next 11 days, a major topic of conversation. What will the Phillies do with the trade deadline approaching? What kind of deals are they going to make? Where are, you know, what's worthwhile to make? I mean, even I am torn on the level of all-innedness that I feel with this team. On the one hand, I look at it and say, all right. They're finally playing good baseball. They're two games above 500. They've won four series in a row. People are healthy. And okay, right? You know, there's that's reason to be excited. And then on top of that, they have somehow lucked out and are in the one division in baseball where they have a real chance. You know, the Mets win last night, so another half game back, not the end of the world, two and a half back. 
a wild game. Mets were down and up and down and up, and they went 15 to 11 in extras. Um, you like to see them lose those games more than win them moving forward. But again, you know, the, being in the division they're in, playing the way they are right now, it's it's easy to look at this and say, all right, let's go. You know, we have not been in the playoffs in a decade. A decade since we have seen meaningful October baseball here in Philadelphia. So from that perspective, you take all that into account and you think about the fan base, what the fan base has, you know, implicitly been promised from the moves that the Phillies have made, from the position the Phillies have put themselves in, from how they have positioned themselves to the fan base, it's time, right? It's go time. And then you think about the players on that team, too. I mean, maybe the most compelling argument of why you need to to buy, at least on some level, is to, to say to JT Romito and Bryce Harper and Zach Wheeler and all these guys in this clubhouse who have made a commitment to be a Philadelphia Philly, and Bryce Harper's case, a massive commitment to be a Philadelphia Philly, and all these guys in their late 20s and early 30s, you know, in that prime of your career range, you know, now's the time. And how do you go to that clubhouse if they're playing good baseball and say, nah, we're not going to add. I don't know. Yeah, you guys aren't quite good enough. You're not winning the World Series, guys. Come on. Like, you can't do that, right? So I think Dave Dombrowski's in a really fascinating position where there's that internal pressure from the team, especially if they keep playing well and keep putting pressure on him. There's that external pressure from the fan base of wanting to win, of wanting to make the playoffs, of being ready to cross that threshold, so to speak. And then also, the flip side of all this, stepping back and looking at the Philadelphia Phillies as they are currently constructed and saying, how much of the future am I willing to mortgage for a team that is probably not going to win the World Series, right? I said probably. I think we all know I mean almost definitely, but but it's baseball and, and things happen in the playoffs, especially if you get there, so... I'm not going to go all that that way and, and say that, but a team that's unlikely, you know, not necessarily built to win the World Series right at this moment. How do you weigh that? Especially a team that doesn't have a lot of high-end prospects, a lot of things to trade. If you do, you're trading from a um, a deficit, not a surplus, you know, so you're you're really potentially impeding the future development of the club. It's a really tough situation. It's not an easy one. This is not a, oh, just go by. You know, because in a lot of cases, you're good for the first time in a decade or, you know, you really have a chance to win the division. A lot of times, like, go by. Go by. Add. Let's go. It's tougher than that. And I do think they should add. I think they should buy of some sort. I'm just not sure the level to which I think they should, but I definitely get the argument. And look, there should be... The thought that with Brian Barber in charge of the scouting department now, and with a stronger player development staff there than we at least seemingly have had for a long time, or ever, you could make the argument that you should be okay trading some prospects because they're going to replenish it. You know, they're going to, I finally believe in their ability to draft and develop. And we don't have a lot of evidence to support that. We have one year, but the one year was good. McAble, 14th pick in the draft, is a top 25 prospect in baseball. That's legit. Casey Martin looks like he's a really nice player. He's going to be a major league player. Like, so I think from that perspective, it's it's how much do you trust your draft and development team 
to draft and develop guys? Can you afford to take from that deficit of players you have and use those players to acquire players while knowing, <laughs> while knowing that you're going to replenish them, right? I mean, that that's that's the question. Again, it's all crapshoot and all, um, you know, there's a lot of factors and a lot of luck involved and all that stuff. So it is a, it is a precarious spot. But I think, look, no matter what Dombrowski does, if he adds, I, I'm going to be excited about it. I'm not going to let the worry about the future take away from from the moment. But it is uh, something that I, I need Dave Dombrowski to be thinking about. Right? I need Dave Dombrowski to not be making this decision in a vacuum. He needs to be making this decision with all the factors present in his mind. Um, all right. So Dombrowski, speaking of which, spoke to John Clark on his Takeoff podcast. Um, and uh, here, Dombrowski, giving a clear idea of where his head is at, or at least a, a strong idea. First and foremost, quote unquote, we're not selling. Good. I think we can all agree at this point where this team's at, where the division's at, you don't sell. You add. It's a question of how much you add and to what level you add, but you're not selling. Dombrowski says, quote unquote, we're not, in a pos- we're not in a position where we're looking to move players off our team. Anything can happen in 10 days or two weeks. I mean, if all of a sudden, and I don't like to take this and I don't like to take this scenario, if you lose 10 games in a row, well, that might be one thing that's a little different. Or if you win 10 games in a row, it's a little bit different. But we're, we're in a position where we're in this, and we're going to try and make our club better here over the next time period. It says, we have a chance to win. We legitimately have a chance to win. And I agree with him. Uh, you know, I think that's the right mentality to have, again, to all we just talked about. I definitely don't think you sell at this point. I don't think there's any question about that. But how much you add, and we're going to get into some names, is the big question. But it does seem pretty clear, right, that Dave Dombrowski is letting you know, letting us know. I'm going to add to this team. Now, And and uh, interesting, too, that he did talk about the 10 in a row, 10 in a row, one way or the other, um, that we do still have time here for for things to change one way or the other. You know, if the Phillies finish out this week sweeping the Yankees and winning three or four against the Braves or something, it's like, oh, buddy, maybe Dombrowski is going to go get Craig, Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell. Now, if they lose both the Yankees and lose three or four of the, the Braves, then it's the opposite, right? Then we're talking about a, a different scenario. So it really is, again, that, that's why we talked about heading into the second half, how massively important these games are. How this stretch of games to start the second half is a season-defining stretch of games, both the importance of the games in the division and, and just where you're at right now, but obviously more importantly in, in who they add to this team and in, in what they force one way or the other Dave Dombrowski to do. Um, you know, and I think it's massive. Dombrowski went on to say, as uh, talking about the Phillies' offensive numbers, um, he said, uh, once you can make the postseason, anything can happen when talking about deciding on what to do with a team that has been mostly 500 this season, but, you know, could be making a run. And he's not wrong. Look, uh, you know, I, I I generally don't think that the Phillies are beating the Dodgers in a playoff series, but, look, if you get a playoff series where Zach Wheeler has two brilliant starts, Aaron Nola has one brilliant start, and you piece together a win some other way, I mean, that's believable, right? Again, I, I'm not counting on this nor expecting it in any way, shape, or form, but it's something that is at least conceivable. It's something you could say, oh, I could see how that could happen. Bryce Harper gets hot for a series. JT gets hot for a series. You know, I mean, 
anything can happen in October. And I do think that getting there matters. And and for this franchise, it matters in a number of ways. Obviously, the, the stuff we talked about, the fact they haven't been there in a decade and what it means to this fan base, what it means organizationally, what it means to the players on the team for the culture. I mean, think about what Nick Pavetta said. You know, we made such a big deal about him going to Boston and saying, you know, I just had to get somewhere where they knew how to win. Well, this Phillies team needs to know how to win. They need to know that they can get over certain humps. They need that internal belief. And making the playoffs, winning this division is that kind of thing. That could be the kind of thing that really sets them off on a nice pace. Now, again, I think it all ultimately, and, and we've talked about the Hamels thing and all that, it comes back to right now them being willing to take on salary and go over the luxury tax. Right now, I believe they're $4 million or so under it. If you're going to drastically improve your team, this trade deadline, and certainly without giving up the top prospects you can, you're going to have to be willing to take on money, flat out. It is what it is. You're going to have to go over the luxury tax to really, truly improve this team. It's what it is. They got to do it. They got to be willing to pay the tax. They have to, to sign Cole Hamels. I mean, signing Hamels alone could put you over the tax, depending on what he costs. I doubt it would be that much for essentially two months of Cole Hamels, which is what, you know, by the time he's ready, not even a month and a half, a month, whatever it is, five starts, six starts, Cole Hamels, seven starts. Um, but they have to be willing to go over the tax. I mean, that's the key to all this. You know, they have to finally be willing to cross that threshold. Whenever Dave Dombrowski's talked about it, he has implied that he does not have a a man uh, a mandate from, from on high to not go over that tax. And then if it makes sense, they will. So... You know, there's a phrase, I believe it's uh, something to do with money in your mouth. We're going to find that phrase out pretty quick here, um, as this is, a, this is a classic, classic, put your money where your mouth is situation, right? I mean, it is. Um, and, and now's the time. Now's the time to, to be willing to go over the tax. All right, let's look at some of the potential options. We've heard, obviously, Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell are the, the two big names on the market. Uh you know, from the jump, the two, basically, these guys are definitely getting traded type names. Kimbrell, in the last year of his contract, to have a season left, essentially, he is a rental kid. Craig Kimbrell has a team option, I believe, for player option for $16 million next year, which will get picked up. So, um, Kimbrell, essentially, a year and a half of, uh, of option left for his team, so to speak. Um, both those guys would make a ton of sense here. Obviously, Chris Bryant, someone who has played four positions, you know, a lot this year. I mean, he could play center field, left field. He could play third base. He could play first base. He can move around third base, original position, left field. You know, both those spots that are could be really helpful for the Phillies. And just having a versatile guy like that who can move around the diamond. And, you know, it's what you wanted Scott Kingery to be back in the day. Remember, this is that on steroids times a million. as uh, Not really on steroids, you know what I mean. Uh, bad phrasing uh, for, the, for this particular game. Um, but that is, you know, an amped up version of it. You know, Chris Kim, Chris, Chris Bryant, light years better than Scott Kingery and can play all over the diamond. Just would be such a mad. I mean, this lineup with, with Chris Bryant. I mean, who, who, buddy. I mean, geez, you think about that. What a, what a lineup that would be. Kimbrel obviously fits such a big need for this team. I think going to the deadline, if you could ask most Phillies fans, what's the thing, the single thing this team needs most, it would be a, a closer. Then you can move Ranger back to that kind of fireman role where he can come in in any spot and give you more than an inning. And Ranger's been so good at coming into those spots in the middle of innings with bases loaded or two on one out or no out or whatever and getting out of those jams. I think 
you know, bringing him in in the top of the ninth in a, a clean inning isn't necessarily taking advantage of that as much as you could. So I do think, well, I think Rangers fine at the back end. I do think that there is a um, better value for him in terms of, of how he could be used, and, and you need a closer for that. So Kimbrell makes a ton of sense. Kimbrell's been one of the best closers in baseball um, the last couple of years. He's been really, really, really great. Um, so Kimbrell, uh, he's got a .57 ERA on the season, 54 strikeouts in 31 and two-thirds innings. I mean, he automatically just makes this team so much better, just so much better. When was the last time the Phillies had a shutdown closer? Pabobon? Ooh, you know? It's been a while. It's been a while. And, um, you know, Kimbrell comes in immediately and makes this team way better. Uh, Joe Giglio uh, put up, oh, and the other name, real quick before we dive into this list, the other name that was put out by John Heyman, John Heyman saying that um, the Phillies one of three teams that are monitoring the Starling Marte situation. Marte, obviously, we remember from, I don't know, this past weekend, just crushing the Phillies. The dude's betting over 400, I think, in his career at Citizens Bank Park, just a Phillies killer, underrated Phillies killer. Um, also, has been great for the Mons. That is, I'm happy to hear the Phillies are in on that. He's a rental, too contract up at the end of the year, so you hope the price wouldn't be that much. I would love Starling Marte on this team. I think he fixes such a big lineup hole. You know, center field, I don't think anyone feels good about Odubel, obviously, and I really like Travis Jankowski, but I like Travis Jankowski as my fourth outfielder a lot more than as my starting outfielder. Um, so, you know, a guy like Marte comes in plus center fielder, great bat in the lineup, just really adds something to this team. So I love that idea of Marte. I think the Phillies should be on that. All right. Uh, Joe Giglio did a 14 potential trade targets list for the Phillies. Um, and literally the positions we've been talking about are the ones he dove into. Um, basically adding a center fielder, adding a relief pitcher, and he also threw in some starting pitchers, which are important. You know, we talk a lot about signing Cole. They could trade for a starter too. And either way, I think the point we want them to sign Cole is they need a starter. I mean, Matt Moore, you know, I know they're 7-1 and one Matt Moore starts, but it's not like we feel great when Matt Moore takes the Even Vinny coming off the five shutout, don't feel great. When Vinny takes L, so I think it's valuable. All right, Julio's list. Craig Kimbrell in the relief pitchers. We know. Another relief pitcher who will be available has had a nice year, uh, a long-time veteran. Ian Kennedy, former starter, um, has been the closer for the Rangers, 2670 ERA on the season. Um, former 20-game winner back in the day, if you remember Ian Kennedy. Uh, I like Ian Kennedy. I think he's fine. You know, it's a massive step down from Kimbrell. Like, there is a day. I mean, Kimbrell is a shutdown Lockdown closer. Now, to be fair, he probably makes like fifteen million more than Ian Kennedy, or like twelve million more than Ian Kennedy. So there is that to it too. Ian Kennedy comes in, has been at the back of the game, has been in baseball for a long time. I think he's a valuable guy. Adds to this team. Him and Ranger in the back end is a nice combo. Uh, another guy who's potentially available, Richard Rodriguez, closer for the Pirates, who's having a really great year for them. Uh, kind of, you know, veteran guy who's who's really. St- Kind of a, not late career, is it 30, 31 or whatever, but but kind of a um, little bit of a later bloom, so to speak. Um, a two two nine ERA on the season. He's been great. Just a awesome fastball that he just crushes people with. Uh, Kendall Graveman, uh, Mariners reliever, former starter for the A's, um, big command guy. Not necessarily um, uh, someone who's going to blow you away, but but a uh, does throw hard. Don't get me wrong, does throw hard. Um, but has great command as well. Um, Kendall Graveman, a really interesting name at the back end of the bullpen. Michael Fulmer's been pitching pretty well for the Tigers and a uh, former Dombrowski guy in uh, in Detroit. So another name, he's been great out of the bullpen for them. Uh, another name potentially on Julio's list. And then one more on Julio's list. This is actually 
my favorite other than Kimbrel on this list. Um, Taylor Rogers of the Twins, the uh, under team control through 2022, the Twins are way, way out of it. And Taylor Rogers is nasty. Now, the only flaw is he's a lefty too, like Suarez, but man, that guy's good. Like one of those guys, you know, sometimes you just watch guys pitch and you're like, oh, that, that guy, that dude, that dude, it's got something there. That's Taylor Rogers when I watch him pitch. I'm like, that dude, he's good. So uh, I would take Taylor Rogers in a second. A half a second, less than a second. Get me Taylor Rogers. I love that idea. I think that that dude's just awesome. Um, so all star, all that stuff, and closer. Like he has closed games, so it's good. Uh, all right, some starting pitchers will breeze through on the list again. I'm not expecting a starting pitcher trade, but I do think they'll they'll look into it. They really do. Again, I expect Hamels more than I do a, a starting pitcher trade, but we'll see. They do need another starting pitcher. Kyle Gibson um, uh, as all star for the Rangers got destroyed a couple nights ago, or last night, excuse me, by the Tigers, got just crushed. Um, but it's been great pitching the All-Star game, has a you know two two nine ERA on the season. He's been phenomenal. Uh, I think he probably costs a little too much because of how good he's been. Danny Duffy with the Royals, pitching really well. Another lefty, uh, a name we've heard many times in Phillies rumors, a guy who somehow is always connected to the Phillies. Merrill Kelly's been pitching really well for the Diamondbacks. Um, that would be a cheaper move. Um, Tyler Anderson of the Pirates is another name he puts out there, and then Zach Davies, who I'm not a big fan of, but Davies consistently solid. Um, those are his starting pitchers. Now his center fielder list, Jake Fraley with the Mariners. Um, a nice little player. Uh, you know, kind of works overachieving guy, works hard. Um, nice, nice little player. I, I think he is an upgrade. Uh, Whit Merrifield, I doubt they trade for Whit Merrifield, but... Um, you want to talk about, we were talking about with Kingery, this is like actual what the Phillies' dream Scott Kingery could be. Dude can move around the field and plays a lot of second base now, but um, just an awesome player. Uh, great base runner, steals a bunch of bases. Um, really, 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 really terrific, terrific player. Whit Merrifield would be a dream here. I don't think they get him. I think he'll cost too much for them to go in on. Um, but he can play center field for you right now um, and pretty much anywhere. Uh, Merrifield's a Phenomenal player. And then he has Chris Bryant on here, obviously. So the, the kind of difference Bryant making this lineup is uh, is evident. And um, look, reading through these names, and again, you add Marte to the list and all that, it's just there's real reason to be hopeful that this team can get even better. And they're right there. They are a team that is a contender right now at this moment with nothing else happening. Even if they didn't make a trade, like they're still a contender for the division. They're right there. They're two and a half back. Like they're in it. But if they can add, and especially address, you know, their weaknesses, add a closer or another lights out type reliever that you can move around, add a center fielder, add a starting pitcher. All of a sudden, man, this is real. It could be real. This team's close to really good. Couple moves that could be really good, legitimately, like a fun team to watch, a team that wins the division, a team that. Maybe wins a playoff series, fights hard in a playoff series. Who knows? They're on the cusp of that. And this trade deadline, look, again, I think this, this is the most exciting trade deadline we've had in a while. Because even though other teams the last couple years, really 2018, 2019, were in better shape at the trade deadline record-wise, in terms of believing in the team and their talent, this is the most we've been. You know, this is where, this is better. This is better. I believe in this team and their talent more than I have 2018-2019, even though 2018-2019 they were better team record-wise at this point, if that makes any sense. So I think there's more reason to believe in this team. 
And I think they got a general manager who, you know, look, Clintech did not do a great job at the deadline deals, as we know. I mean, last year was one of the worst deadline deals we'll ever remember. Connor Siebold and Nick Pavetta for Workman and Hembry. I mean, you can't, I mean, honestly, just not having Hembry and Workman on the team probably would have made the team better. Like, not only did you give guys up, but you actually got back stuff that was detrimental to your team. Dombrowski has a much better history of trades, you know, like flat out. So um, it's going to be fascinating to see what Dombrowski can do here and how he does it and what they do. And ultimately, again, I think the biggest, most fascinating part of this, the question mark that that we need answered that will change everything, are they going to pay the tax? That's what it comes down to. Are they going to be willing to go over and pay the tax because that changes everything? So pay the tax. You know, that's where that's where we're at. They need to pay the tax. And they need to to you know, find a way to go all in without giving up the future. And and I think they can by paying the tax and committing to this team because they're good enough. Um all right. Back at it tonight. Uh seven oh five are in New York against the Yankees. Aaron Nola versus Domingo Herman. And then tomorrow Matt Moore takes the L and then again right into a four gamer home against the Braves. You like to see they'll have Eflin Wheeler and Nola going against the Braves. That is great to see. Obviously, that's how it shakes out here. Um, so, big, big, big stretch of baseball coming up here. So, again, tonight, Matt, uh, Aaron Nola against her mom. It's a big one. It's a big one. Aaron Nola, as I mentioned before, with all that's been going on, Aaron Nola, Phillies, and Phillies fans could really use a legit stellar Aaron Nola performance tonight. So Aaron, if you're listening, bring it, please. Tonight we need you. All right, either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.